0: Well, you know, for my part, I'm, I'm uh, recording this portion of the phone, uh, phone conversation with that we're having. Um, no, for sure. I'm not. I'm not uh, recording anything that that you're saying, but I'm recording uh, my portion. Yeah, there's no there's no logical or sensible reason for not teaching black history, whether it's in K through 12 schools or in higher ed. Yeah, absolutely. No. And I think there's a big difference between teaching black history and learning black history. Um, Anyone that's uh, excuse me, anyone that's uh, opposed to having black history taught in schools. um, What you're really saying is that you are against individuals learning about a core part of history. You are preventing someone from learning about history. And if you are doing that because of your own political or social ideologies, I think it's criminal. I'm going to come right back. I'm going to start off, you know, like most times with uh, these conversations, they lead to episodes for the podcast. So it was good talking to you and uh, I hope that you join me on the podcast later. Uh, For now, I want to get back to my audience. Welcome guys, episode 3, Let's Chew the Gum. Welcome to Let's Chew the Gum. I'm your host, Protocol. We talk a lot about a lot of things in this show. While we chew the gum, and just like every show, we always have.
1: things for your mind. Now.
0: Welcome back, season two, episode three of Let's Chew the Gum, the podcast where we talk about everything from A to Z while we chew the gum. I'm your host, Protocol. I'm glad to be back with you. I still have a few uh, new listeners. Um, shout out first to all my longtime—I say longtime listeners. This is our second season. Uh, maybe this will be the twentieth, nineteenth, or twentieth episode. Uh, but shout out to my listeners that have been with me uh, for quite some time from from all around the world i I do have some new listeners that um, often ask me why is it called let's chew the gum or i talk to folks on and they ask me why why is the podcast entitled let's chew the gum it's just a take on the phrase let's chew the fat or chewing the fat meaning a conversation but also on a personal note i do a Some of my best focusing when I'm chewing gum. I remember as a teenager playing sports. um, Chewing gum uh, always gave me a bit of focus. I noticed Michael Jordan chewed gum a lot playing basketball and and I did the same. It helped me to regulate my breathing, but it also, you know, gave me supreme focus. So, you know, whether I'm working on a document or paper, you know, chewing gum kind of gives me that focus. But it's also, um, you know, a uh, metaphor for. Let's talk. And for all my English language folks out there, if metaphor is not the proper phrase, uh, go ahead. and Shoot me an email. So we talk about a lot of topics on this show. And as you heard in the intro, this uh, particular topic, uh, this particular episode is inspired by um, what I would say the need to teach uh, black history in schools. It is black history month. And, and so I'll continue uh, in that realm. Um, in the meantime, if you have questions or comments, please feel free to email me at let's chew the gum at gmail.com. That's let's chew the gum at gmail.com. Um, you can also follow the page on Facebook. Um, do I have my Twitter page up yet? Instagram? If not, I, I'll get it up soon. I, I was, uh, had quite a few other ventures with Instagram and Twitter pages and whatnot. Um. But for now, you're listening on whatever podcast platform that you are on. And um, just be aware that you can catch us, uh, catch me on uh, multiple podcast platforms. Basically, anywhere you receive podcasts um, will be there. And if not, let me know and I'll be sure to, to get the show uploaded to uh, that platform as well. So let's uh, get back into it. Um, I was having a conversation and um, a lot of times I'll let you tune in to at least my portion of a phone conversation or a conversation with someone because, you know, oftentimes it makes a great introduction to the show. So in this particular one, we were discussing the need for black history, and there were some counterpoints that we don't need to teach black history. Uh, some folks believe that when you teach black history, somehow it's controversial or unpatriotic, and I don't understand that. You can help me. Help me understand that again shoot me an email um, let me know um, why would that be unpatriotic um, some folks have sentiments that teaching black history just conjures up uh, problems or it keeps things going and and um, i'm going to counter those in this particular episode so first of all i actually took a couple of notes i wanted to make sure i didn't miss um, anything that I wanted to say on this topic but um, so why teach black history I think it's important because there's a lot of misnomers out there about black people and uh, uh, black culture Um, and so teaching black history is important to counterbalance that we can't depend on um, the media or, uh, or other entertainment outlets to Teach that history for us. Uh, And although as of late, there's been some pretty good um, uh, releases out. There's always been documentaries, but oftentimes um, they're hard to find. Um, Sometimes they come on late, late at night when no one's watching. So you don't get a chance to see it or they're not highly advertised when it is a a positive um, show about uh, black people or black contributions or whatever it may be. Um, so sometimes it's difficult Um, also we have to hold accountable those institutions that that put out this information because um, we aren't can't guarantee that they are sufficiently informed to tell the stories the way that they need to be Um, but we we are making progress in that but uh, making progress is not the same as reaching a, a goal so we want to attain some goals here. So we want to be able to tell those stories to counterbalance the misnomers about African-American or black culture. And, and I'll just say black to be inclusive of a worldwide um, um, phenomenon. Right. Um, African-American. Some I've heard people look at folks in other countries and call them African-Americans. Well, they're, they're not African-Americans. That would be an, an American thing. Um, so so that's that's important. You know, we really have to educate young folks that are that are coming up um, because they are massive consumers of information, just like a lot of us. But if, if they don't have uh, filters, if they don't have uh, accurate um, uh, representation or a way to critically think about the information that they are. Uh, consuming it can be difficult and dangerous and as you know just like you see uh, young kittens and young puppies are so cute when they're young just like young people sometimes they can grow up to be pretty vicious and ugly and and we see that everyone's cute as a baby Uh, I suppose there's some ugly babies but not yours not yours right Um, but when folks grow up and have false narratives suppose they go into politics Suppose they go into education or any other field where they are uh, servicing or responsible for um, servicing large groups of people and they go in there misinformed or they have some warped perception or some bad experience that's over influenced their perception. Um, That can be dangerous because, again, they become the gatekeepers. They become the. Storytellers about um, things that they uh, may be highly uninformed about. Excuse me. So we have to educate young versus, I'm sorry, young and the old. Um, There's so much negativity out there, so that's important. And not only that, but if you're going to tell a story of any type of history, it needs to be inclusive. And we know that, and if you don't know, now you know. Um, we know that, uh, the significant and overwhelming contributions of black people have been suppressed, have been, um, completely eliminated or or left out or falsely, um, instituted within our education system, um, particularly through textbooks and, and I'll, I'll go further. Um, the teachers that are, are teaching, um, It's whatever it it is, but um, approximately 80 to 90 percent of teachers um, in the United States, I'm speaking of, are uh, white. Not a problem to me, um, but when you have a vast majority or a majority of students, especially now being students of color. um, Those teachers that are teaching need to be informed about those particular cultures that they're teaching. And, and we can talk about other, uh, cultures as well outside of, 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 of black culture. But, uh, uh, you know, when blacks benefit, all, all people benefit when blacks are included, all are included. Um, look at affirmative action, which, um, overwhelmingly benefited white people via white women, right? White women were the major, uh, benefactors of affirmative action. Um, and hence those benefits extend to the white family which is fine fine Um, however um, those programs were targeted uh, towards uh, folks that were formerly known as minorities but they they didn't benefit from them so much um look at civil rights um um civil rights movement for african americans look how many people benefited from that including white women and as an extension white families but native americans uh, lgbtq communities um, other americans um, native americans asian americans all those civil rights movements many of them sprouted from well what uh, started out as movements for black people so it's important uh, to get these histories within the classrooms Um, i had a a few uh, folks that submitted some questions or statements uh, regarding this topic. And I've, I've talked to folks, you know, all the time about uh, including or teaching black history. Um, and I'm often asked, can I you know, provide resources for individuals or can I can I come and speak to classes? And I'm always more than happy to do that. Um, and, and I say that to say a lot of folks have issues because they feel like and, and I'm going by what has you know, been told to me directly they feel as if they can't teach black history because they aren't qualified to teach it or they feel you know because they aren't black that makes them not qualified to teach uh black history and i try to encourage them that you don't have to be or remind them that you don't have to be black to teach black history just like i'm not uh, a person of caucasian descent and i teach european history All right. Um, You just have to be informed. I'll say it again. You just have to be informed. And the way that you become informed is by learning. So when I when I go back to that statement earlier about, you know, whether you feel it's a great idea to teach black history or not, if you are preventing that, you are preventing folks from learning. And everyone has a right to learn. Right. So if you are an educator or anyone in a position of power, authority or serve as any type of gatekeeper, I think that it should be mandatory that you learn the histories and cultures of the individuals that you're going to encounter. I, I just think that's part and parcel. right? So, again, some folks have a. Uh, difficulty because they feel unqualified again they've been made to feel that it's taboo or that it's uh, contradictory or controversial I should say to teach black history so they often ask me you know how do how do you talk about these topics how do you talk about these controversial topics well first you know remove the the idea that they're controversial they're historical Um, there are controversial topics and when it comes to what people are comfortable in hearing but history in and of itself I wouldn't categorize it as controversial it's what happened and you know depending on the age group and maturity level of the audience that's going to receive the message you know you you can alter the story and find ways to tell it so that it's they can receive it at whatever level they are but I'm thinking you know for high school particularly u.s history 11th grade on up it just needs to be taught that begins with educating yourself so you need to be sure that you're educating yourself about these topics all right um because you 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 really need to be able to act as a counterbalance within you know that that the realm of education um, and so I, you see so many people unprepared to teach these histories because guess what? They weren't taught in their schools. It wasn't something that was taught in their schools. So, so can't you see even from that? That's why it's important to teach it. We have teachers and educators and others who are not able to teach it or are reticent or hesitant to teach it because they aren't informed enough about it. Yet they're teachers and they aren't informed enough because they didn't receive that education. Does that make sense? Like I mean, we, we could stop right there as a, a reason why black history should be taught. Right. The best teachers are the ones that are informed themselves. So <clears throat> we need to be open about this. You know, my approach is in, in my classes that I teach, again, whether at the high school level or university is You know, we're going to talk about it and I I let everyone know we're going to talk about lots of topics that are controversial. And and I really phrase it like this. We're going to talk about all the low down, dirty, disgusting, terrible things about history. Right. Not to accuse anyone or to make anyone feel guilty, but because it's history and we need to learn these histories. Right. So many people are lost currently uh, mentally, emotionally, socially. Because they don't have their histories, whether it's their family histories or their the history of their their country or in this case, black history. So. um, Be open about it. And when you when you don't know, when you're ignorant about it or confused, be open about that. Seek out someone or seek someone who does know, you know, don't be afraid to say you don't know and that you need help. All right. Be a counterbalance within your social groups. When you hear false narratives being you know spewed out by others you know be courageous to speak up in those situations to help educate the masses and i, I know that's uncomfortable and it's difficult because we want to have the love and respect of our our friends and families and oftentimes they may have aversive ideologies or uh, ideas about certain particular groups of people and they may say things that are racist or or um, things in that nature and you know better Then it's your job to say something and um, I would just encourage you to do so I can't say you know you should I'm not going to put a, a moral you know type of uh Uh, ethical standard on it but i think you should you know it's it's, it's, um that important so when it comes to talking about these topics when it comes to educating yourself i I like to use the you know what's it the phrase that uh associated with the nike brand just do it just do it right just do it it's that important and, and, and evident is evident by, again, just the fact of how this is 2021 and we still are having negative encounters around race. OK, so we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back in a moment to talk more about this topic and more. You're listening to Let's To The Gum. The podcast where we talk about everything from A to Z while we chew the gum. Again, feel free to email the show at let's chew the gum at gmail.com for show topics or to be a guest on the show. We'll be right back. Mind.
1: Mind. Something for your mind. mind, 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 mind something for
0: All right, thank you for listening to our sponsor. We appreciate that. Welcome back to uh, Let's Chew the Gum, episode three. We're discussing the need to teach black history in schools, why why should we teach black history? Hopefully you've caught the first uh, part of this uh, episode. So we're gonna move on in the discussion and and just talk about a few reasons, uh, more reasons why, or reemphasize the reasons already stated uh, in the first half of the show uh, one of the main reasons I like to encourage discussion about these topics within my classrooms is because I've seen so many uh, fights I've seen so many fights and uh, not just at my my school in the past but in, in many schools um, news of race riots people fighting over over racial issues um, and a lot of times um, these fights were including uh, young black kids or along with other groups and, and sometimes not but the benefit of discussion i prefer discussion over fussing how about that discussion over fussing and fighting when you give folks an outlet and an, and an opportunity to discuss and, and talk in a safe environment it's likely that those Same folks won't resort to violence or any other negative activities when it comes to expressing themselves. Oftentimes, people just need to be able to express. Right. And particularly with this topic that, you know, for some time in in students lives, let's look at the life of a student. They've been taught or that it's controversial, that they can't talk about it. That they can't say the word black, even even to say the word black is somehow bad. I hear all the time people will whisper that word. You know, they'll be talking about, you know, the other day I went to the store and there were these black people, you know, it's so a whisper. And, and I would say, why are you whispering? You know, like, why, why? What is that about? I mean, that's that's an indication of prior learning that somehow it was bad to even state that. So if you have people feeling that they can't even say the word black, how can they have these discussions? And when they encounter someone that's black that may be um, passionate about history or culture or whatever, how do they engage in that conversation? Right. And so you can see the potential buildup for tension and misunderstanding when you have someone that can't even say the word black or feel like they can't even say the word black. So obviously they haven't been able to have discussions in the past about it or hasn't been emphasized or talked about. So I prefer discussion over fussing. I prefer discussion over fussing and fighting. Right. So in my classes, I provide a safe space for individuals to to talk about not just black history, but all history, all topics. Our student populations are so diverse and everyone has a right from a quote from my favorite, one of my, not my favorite movie, but from a movie I like, everyone has a right to contribute a verse. Everyone has a right and and you don't have to agree with each other, but we can understand each other and listen and learn. And so that includes discussions around black history, make folks feel comfortable to be able to talk about it within, in those areas. Right to eliminate these instances of fights, especially those based upon racial lines. You know, another reason is to really, you know, racism still abounds. Like I said in the first segment of this show, there's still so much racism, um, and uh, over the past uh, forty, five, eight—I don't know how many years—it's just become so um, overt. And I can't say that I don't appreciate the overtness because I, I know where it's from, right? It's, it's, I, I see the sources and, and it makes it easier to combat or to address, right? I think that most people that are, again, um, either racist or support racism, it's, it's out of a level of fear, unjustified fear, um, fear of loss. Um, is it fear of competing? Is it a fear that that uh, you won't be able to attain what it is you want to attain uh, because of someone's of a different race? I, I, I don't know. But discussing having these discussions, I think it eliminates the fear because people are only afraid in these situations because they don't know. People fear what they don't know. Right. What's in that dark alley? I'm afraid, you know, what's it what's behind that door? I'm afraid to open it. And, and again, even those fears are things that were inbred in folks. Again, watch this from movies, right? Overexposure to horror movies as a kid. So you think, you know, every dark alley or behind every closet door or under every bed, there's a monster, right? It's the same type of inbred fear that goes with the misassociation of crime, ignorance and danger when it's uh, associated with, with black people. So those same type of fears are inbred. Right, And so that leads to, to racism and, and it's dangerous. Again, you fear what you don't know. And <clears throat> when you fear something, you want to get rid of it. All right, You have to eliminate it so that you don't live in fear. And so when you see the elimination or the eradication of, of black people and whether it's opportunities or or their actual lives, it comes from a from a place. And we have to address that. It hasn't been sufficiently addressed. Too many people are, as opposed to addressing it, they're suppressing it and we can't suppress it. We have to bring it out in the open. And just like a, a parent comes in and, and shows a child under the bed, there's nothing to fear. Look, there's nothing there. Look at, look, this, look at this closet. There's nothing there, nothing to fear. So as educators, and when I say educators, I'm not talking about just those with certificates, anybody and everybody that has an influence over others, Sometimes you have to help them to remove the fear. Right. It's irrational and an irrational an ir- an irrational fear. That doesn't mean that you won't have a bad encounter with someone of a particular race. That doesn't mean you won't have a bad encounter with something under your bed. It could be a, a big spider or something under your bed and it bit you. Right. Does that mean that under every bed you are going to have in the future that there's going to be a spider that bites you? no just like you may have had a bad encounter with someone of a particular color in this case we're talking about black history so uh uh, a bad encounter with someone who's black does that mean that every black person is is that way no does that give you the right to go out and start spewing racist comments about black people because you had a bad encounter no i don't i don't care if you had 10 bad encounters that's still not indicative or still not um uh, because someone was black so you you took 10 out of millions of people and decided that that 10 was the norm right no 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 way so we have to you know discuss these things to help combat racism keep these discussions going within the schools within the parks within the homes to t- to talk about these and again if you are someone who's um, uncertain of what to talk about if you are someone who doesn't have the experience talking about these things then find someone email me call me up email me i'll talk for you i'll speak with you I'll, I'll walk you through it all right it's it's not that difficult by all means by all means we have to discuss um these topics um we you know we also need to combat how can i put it a lot of hypocrisy right I i think and and I'll speak on this topic, and we're coming up on the the end of this segment soon. But this one topic um, associated with uh, Black history, Black culture, however you want to phrase it, um, when individuals like uh, uh, Eric Reed or Colin Kaepernick or you go with back to Muhammad Ali you can go Jack Johnson you can any, any celebrity in this case we're talking about the athletes when they have protested or use their voice or their platform to protest because of indignities or inequities that they themselves were experiencing and they chose to serve as a spokesperson for others who are experiencing those same inequities or indignities have spoken up let's let's focus on a most recent one with and a more popular one these days with colin kaepernick people were up in arms about him kneeling right during the national anthem controversy i mean so much money was spent on on just talking negatively about it and and talking positively from some other uh, sectors so much attention was given to it so much money was was spent whether it was news channels covering it and taking trips and reserving hotels and paying for food for reporters to be wherever they were or for news channels to use their airtime and sponsors to sponsor or decide to not sponsor there's right, a, a big um economic influence on that as well the The point is when when others have protested, let's look at most recently the the protests that were in the capitol by uh, various uh groups of individuals when uh former uh president Donald Trump was leaving office. Right, when those particular groups who the majority were white were protesting because of what they believed was an unjust situation, I saw the United States flag being desecrated, literally being used to beat a police officer. I've seen it improperly thrown about on Senators desk as Uh, Protesters violated a sacred trust as protesters uh, occupied seats of representatives and senators and tossed the U.S. flag about. I saw one protester stealing a U.S. flag. And there may be stories or outrage when people see that, but nowhere close to the outrage that came about when colin kaepernick or colin kaepernick was kneeling and he didn't desecrate any flags he just kneeled during the national anthem right and i say just because you know folks were f- feeling some type of way about feeling the flag was dishonored where's the outrage there for what was done in the Capitol just 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 surrounding the flag issue where's where's all the sustained Discussion specifically about that. So when we talk about the importance of teaching black history. The way that that Colin Kaepernick situation was taught and exposed. Was not indicative of the labels of patriotism that I see being put upon those that did some things that were much more egregious when you look at what Colin Kaepernick did Colin Kaepernick did to protest police brutality and say hey these things are happening and we wanted to stop and, and I'm doing this to bring awareness right how many people focused on the historical um, wrongs that he was trying to bring attention to. And, and I'd say historical and contemporary because it hasn't stopped. Why wasn't focus put on that as opposed to him kneeling? That became the narrative. You notice that was the narrative that he is uh, desecrating a, you know, American tradition or whatever. But what about the the reason why? the loss of lives for for for, for of, of black people for ordinary reasons people just coming and going about their day no criminal activity no criminal records no threats of danger and they don't make it home right and and i wonder you know if a lot of folks had known and many folks knew history and and didn't didn't matter but if a lot of folks had known the history of why he was doing that maybe there would have been empathy and sympathy maybe there would have been that would have been a rallying cry for many americans to join together to support what is ethically morally constitutionally uh correct which is the equal protection of individuals especially here in this country Right, I know I have in listeners all around the world, but with, in, with speaking specifically about within the United States right now, why wasn't that the, the focus? Is it because folks didn't know black history? They don't know about the lynchings of, of blacks and the killing of blacks and the um, inequitable treatment of black people throughout the country? especially some young people when it's not taught in schools, they, they don't know. They, they just see what's happening now. They don't have a way to make a connection to even become empathetic, to even look at uh, programs, policies and practices of our institutions to make sure that they are just uh, for all people, that they are justly administered for all people. They don't you know, have to have the opportunity to look at redlining and discrimination in communities and housing. Right, and healthcare, they don't get those narratives. So, I imagine if they saw a black guy complaining, especially during the national anthem, maybe to them it was a little bit sacrilegious. So, we need to educate those folks, right? Just like many of those that storm the Capitol want sympathy or empathy and understanding of why they're doing that, right? Is there a lesson in history that we need to look at? Sure, there are. I spoke of some on uh, the uh, first episode of season two. Sure, there are. So, you know, the teaching of of black history is not just because it's black history month or not because it's some controversial anti-patriotic thing, it's important to gain a level of understanding for all people. I would venture to say in the United States, no one has had a longer history of the need for protest than African-Americans. There's always folks that are unjustly treated, but the sustained unjust treatment, the sustained unjust false narrative, uh placed upon african americans is something different in the americas and i'm not talking about just the united states now we can go worldwide we can go from patagonia you know the tip of south america all the way to the arctic circle if we're going to talk about the americas we can go worldwide if you want to talk about you know aborigines in australia or natives in hawaii how how far do you want to go but Black history is necessary to be taught. And as I said before, when blacks benefit, everyone benefits. Because when we talk about the plight and then the history of of repression and and of of black people, and then we begin to get to a point where we try to rectify that everyone benefits. You know, the black experience is like the the tide in the ocean. When that tide rises, all the ships on the ocean are going to rise up with it. So as people become more empathetic with that and give proper attention to that and give proper redress of those issues, they benefit as well. It's no need to look at it as, you know, a a black issue. Well, there's some things that that are specifically uh, black issues, but everyone benefits when we when when we uh, uh, address those. Everyone I gave the example of affirmative action benefited most white families because it benefited white women and so as an extension white families i talked about the african-american civil rights movement everyone benefited from that because as attention was given to that particular group right other groups were able to have a foot in the door and to make strides for themselves as well so black history is american history black history is uh world history Black history is not an exclusive uh, thing just to be taught during Black History Month, but it is something that's to be taught all year round for the benefit of everybody. So I would ask you in closing, as I'm about to end this episode, to take a look at yourself. And assess what it is you know about black history. Assess what it is you don't know. And when you see issues that are happening, when you see what's being reported on television, news, social media, engage in some critical thinking. Begin to think for yourself or ask questions. And if you're lost, ask questions. Reach out to the show, reach out to me. You have my email, let's chew the gum at gmail.com. Reach out to colleagues, friends, you know, read up find someone that's more aware than you to educate yourself it doesn't mean that you have to give up whatever it is you believe in but just you know trust in the process that you know education is going to lead you somewhere better than where you are right now so with that i encourage you all the educators administrators um, folks from all walks of life healthcare, educate yourselves and if you don't know Ask somebody. You've been listening to Let's Chew the Gum, the podcast where we talk about everything from A to Z while we chew the gum. I'm your host, Protocol. Again, email the show at letschewthegum@gmail.com at gmail.com. If you have further questions, topics you'd like to see addressed on the show or if you'd like to be a guest or just ask a question, we'll chat it up. Thank you so much. You've been listening. I've been speaking. And as always we have
1: something for your mind mind something for your mind mind something for your mind 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 something for your mind something for your mind something for your mind